It is true. Life is an illusion. Black and white, left and right, dark to light. We're going to cover a lot of ground today, folks. Everything I'm going to tell you is important. I've decided to take a little bit of a higher view today and paint some pictures for you, and I'm going to play some stuff for you. But know that everything is a deception in this reality, and it has all been part of the plan. You see, God has his plan, and he detailed it in his Bible. But then the fallen ones wrote their little fairy tale, but they happen to be the gods of this world. Yes, the plan has been going on for centuries. It is knowledge from the fallen angels. Of course, we call the head of it Satan. They call him Lucifer, the externalization of the hierarchy. The externalization of the hierarchy is the realization, it is the great awakening in the devil's plan that everyone wakes up to realize that he is God and the Messiah has now come, the morning star. And his band of ascended masters, whom we know, are fallen angels. And then there's the servers, those who are in the flesh that are working their way to bring everything together in love and light. Order out of chaos, friends. That is the enemy's plan. And today, I am going to use technology that has been hidden from mankind and only given to the illuminated ones. It is hidden knowledge that has been around for thousands of years, but you have not seen it. Now, I have not talked to fallen angels, but in my studies at the Monroe Institute, I have learned, and in conjunction with Michael Jaco, I have learned how to remote view, how to astral project. And using some of the technology that I've learned from philosophy.org, which is the University of Science and Philosophy, Walter Russell, I am able to go and gather the evidence for myself. But first... Let me just tell you what to expect. We're going to go from Albert Pike to Alice Bailey and right in through Ingersoll Lockwood, traveling through time and going from JFK to Donald Trump in present day. I wonder... If there's a plan, hang on, folks. 
when you come back, I will be remote in Israel. But first, know that these wars are planned, and they're planned by the same people following the same fallen demons and their plan and hidden technology for centuries. How could they predict? Right to the year. You're going to hear it. Well, let's just hear what Albert Pike, the top Mason, wrote in 1871. Predicted three world wars. The First World War, he said, must be brought about, and I'm quoting from Albert Pike. The First World War must be brought about in order to permit the Illuminati to overthrow the power of the czars in Russia and of making that country a fortress of atheistic communism. The divergences caused by the agents of the Illuminati between the British and German empires will be used to foment this war. He says, quote, the Second World War must be fomented by taking advantage of the differences between the fascists and the political Zionists. This war must be brought about so that Nazism is destroyed and that the political Zionism must be, will be strong enough to institute a sovereign state of Israel in Palestine. He's now thinking about this Third World War and it says that it will uh, be caused by the differences between the political Zionists and the leaders of the Islamic world. The war must be conducted in such a way that Islam, the Muslim Arabic world, and political Zionism, the state of Israel, mutually destroy each other. That's what it says. Meanwhile, the other nations, once more divided on this issue, will be constrained to fight to the point of complete physical, moral, spiritual, and economic exhaustion. Reminder, Albert Pike published that in 1871, before World War I, before World War II. Was he accurate on those? What is happening right now? Could he be right about this? Well, again, using the technology. I'm going to put on my headphones and I'm grabbing my magic wand. Monroe Institute didn't tell me to use the magic wand. That's my own, my own learning. But now I'm going to see for myself and report back to you. Hey everyone, I'm reporting from Israel today, and I'm here in standing in front of the Dome of the Rock, and I can confirm to you that there is a war going on, and innocent people are being killed all over the place, on both sides. It's horrific, but why am I at the Dome of the Rock? Well, I wanted to get a selfie with it before it's destroyed to make room for the building of the temple, because that is part of the plan. But everyone's talking about the hospital. Just give me a moment and I'm going to check on that as well. Right on, right on, right on. 
Right on radio. Right on radio. And by means of my higher conscience and the good vibration that's going around, I've been able to place myself at the scene of the devastated Christian hospital. Notice how it's not a Islamic hospital. It's not a Judeo hospital. It's a Christian hospital, but the evidence is out and they know who did it. But I'm here live to report to you. I know who did it. And it's the evil that is placed in this world. And those who are the servers of the false lights will to bring upon this plan back to the studio okay all joking aside i showed the green screen just to show how easy look i've got a 30 dollars green screen behind me you can make things up people with much better equipment do much more convincing things how come you're not seeing actual war scenes you're just seeing buildings being demolished you don't even see rockets going into them why why it's theater, folks. I'm not saying there's not a real war. There is a real war. People are dying, but you are being lied to by the war machine. And it's the same people behind all of the wars. It always has been. Do not get sucked into any story. So many people are getting sucked into this Christian hospital story now. Don't. I'm telling you spiritually it is terrible for you because you're getting sucked in on both sides and they use your energy you don't think it's about energy you don't think that this is a spiritual battle that's being manifest here on earth well it sure is let's look what alice bailey said in the 1930s now i'm going to just read parts of this. And again, this is a part of the plan. Uh, there's all kinds of words that are going to make more sense because I'm going to bring another resource in later in the show. And it's key. Wait till you see what I got coming for you. Um, but she's talking about the initiates here. Okay. This is the initiates into the externalization of the hierarchy. I defined what the hierarchy is earlier. Right now, you're seeing people around the world, pastors, preachers, politicians, they are fighting for their spot in rulership because it's all about them and they don't care about you. But listen to this. This is from the 1930s. Now, you have to understand, she was channeling Satan, Satan himself. You're going to hear a couple different names, St. Germain, Kumatu, You're going to, but they're interchangeable. It's Satan. And who did Albert Pike say was his God? Satan, except they call him Lucifer because he's going to come as light and he's going to be beautiful, no doubt in my mind. In fact, you might even see a picture of him for those of you watching the video later on today. But listen to this. This is from the externalization of the hierarchy, Alice Bailey, 1930s. Initiates of the third degree are rapidly taking the fourth and fifth initiations and becoming masters, taking both initiations in one life. And their places are being taken by lesser initiates. 
These, in their turn, have been training disciples to take their places until this process of substitution and replacement, we arrive at the door which symbolically stands between humanity and the hierarchy. And today stands wide open so that accepted disciples are taking initiation pledges, disciples becoming accepted, and accepting disciples are taking their pledges. Understand what this just said here, and I'm going to continue on in a second. Uh, they're building up, they're getting their people ready, they're all taking their pledges, they're all doing their things, they're all taking their part in this until the process of substitution and replacement. Dark to light. The dark side has had thousands of years. The light side is just rising. They're building up the light side, ready to take down the dark side. Now listen to this. This is Alice Bailey in the 1930s. Thus, a great and new movement is proceeding and a tremendously increasing interplay and interaction is taking place. This will go on until A.D. 2025. Oh, there's a date. That's interesting. During the years intervening between now and then, very great changes will be seen taking place. And at the great general assembly of the hierarchy, held as usual every century in 2025, the date in all probability will be set for the first stage of the externalization of the hierarchy. The present cycle from now until that date is called technically, listen to this, the stage of the forerunner. It is, is preparatory in nature, testing in its methods and intended to be revelatory in its techniques and results. You can see, therefore, that the Kohans, masters, initiates, world disciples, disciples and aspirants affiliated with the hierarchy are all at this time passing through a cycle of great activity, a forerunner. You know, just like John the Baptist was a forerunner for Jesus, who do you have? The great imitator is going to come up and say he's Jesus. He needs a forerunner too, right? In the adjustment necessitated by the rapidly advancing alignment, the members of the hierarchy are fitting themselves for the objective work of public expression. This entails far more difficulty than you might imagine or anticipate because it entails the development of that form of resistance to pull of the lower vibration of which you can know nothing, for that lower vibration is a necessary aspect of your normal expression. Little as you realize this, you need to realize that there is nothing in the masters or higher initiates which can respond to any vibration of this nature. They cannot resort, you know, okay, I'm just going to skip forward, because listen to this. Um, actually, in their initiates, which can respond to any vibration of this nature, though they cannot absorb it or react to it 
or redevelop it again, it can cause them the acutest discomfort and pain. That is the right reason why, and warning here, this is highly deceptive. Highly deceptive warning. Bing, 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 bing. This is why the Son of God was called in the Old Testament a man of sorrows and acquainted with grief. This did not in reality refer to his sufferings for poor, miserable humanity, as Orthodox theology so selfishly interprets it, but to the fact that he had to submit himself to contact with humanity. The hierarchy is therefore along all lines many of which I may not indicate or upon which I may not enlarge, preparing itself for the experience of the physical manifestation. It is also enduring to create the needed responsive apparatus, which will be of such a nature the members of the hierarchy may function with the minimal difficulty on earth as will experience the least possibility measure of handicap. They will thus enable to give full time and attention to the work to be done by them in the physical manifestation. Okay, I'm almost done here, but I I know it's a lot of jumbly, uh, googly goo, or whatever you want to call it. it. It's gibberish, but it'll all make sense. They are endeavoring to also establish a closer telepathic report and a more intimate uh relationships with their disciples on all rays. Now this ties in with the seven rays of light, you know, General Flynn's prayer. So that there can be free interplay of thought and consequent better hierarchical integrity on one which no matter what may apply in the three worlds cannot be disrupted or in any way lessened. And I think they're talking about more dimensions than worlds. And I'll just finish with this. Although for them, no astral plane exists and glamour is entirely non-existent, they have to learn to do the most peculiar thing, to work on the astral plane because it exists for humanity and for the animal kingdom. To traverse this region of glamour and then to demonstrate light in the dissipating fog. Fog of war, folks. I'm inserting that. In a manner for which there has hitherto been none called. None of this information may make sense to you, but I'm simply seeking to go on record for the sake of those who will come after you. There is little more that I may give you to anent adjustment and alignment within the hierarchy. It is rapidly producing and just in as so far the disciples demonstrate upon the outer physical plane in the three worlds, their affiliation with Ashram will share in this dual purpose. Are you prepared for this? Now she's talking to the disciples in the hierarchy in the 30s and she's laying out the plan. And then she gives an interesting name. Last sentence from this in connection with the council chamber of Sunat Kumara, the lord of this world, also known by Saint Germain, 
Lucifer, Beelzebub, Satan. He has lots of different names, folks. But now we're going to skip forward. And what I want to play you uh, is probably about 10 minutes of clips. It starts off with a about three minutes of, uh, of Donald John Trump. And then it goes to John F. Kennedy. And then it goes to Ingersoll Lockwood. And when you put all three together, it reveals something extraordinary. And for those of you who have been with Right On Radio for a while, this should be a little bit of a trip down memory lane. There can be no coexistence with this violence. There can be no tolerating it, no accepting it, no excusing it, and no ignoring it. Every time a terrorist murders an innocent person and falsely invokes the name of God, it should be an insult to every person of faith. Terrorists do not worship God. They worship death. If we do not act against this organized terror, then we know what will happen and what will be the end result. Terrorism's devastation of life will continue to spread. Peaceful societies will become engulfed by violence. And the futures of many generations will be sadly squandered. If we do not stand in uniform condemnation of this killing, then not only will we be judged by our people, not only will we be judged by history, but we will be judged by God. The very word secrecy is repugnant in a free and open society. And we are as a people, inherently and historically, opposed to secret societies, to secret oaths, and to secret proceedings. We decided long ago that the dangers of excessive and unwarranted concealment of pertinent facts far outweighed the dangers which are cited to justify it. Even today, there is little value in opposing the threat of a closed society by imitating its arbitrary restrictions. Even today, there is little value in ensuring the survival of our nation if our traditions do not survive with it. And there is very grave danger that an announced need for increased security will be seized upon by those anxious to expand its meaning to the very limits of official censorship and concealment. That I do not intend to permit to the extent that it's in my control. And no official of my administration, whether his rank is high or low, civilian or military, should interpret my words here tonight as an excuse to censor the news, to stifle dissent, to cover up our mistakes, or to withhold from the press and the public the facts they deserve to know. For we are opposed around the world by a monolithic and ruthless conspiracy that relies primarily on covet means for expanding its sphere of influence, on infiltration instead of invasion, on subversion instead of elections, on intimidation 
instead of free choice, on guerrillas by night instead of armies by day. It is a system which has conscripted vast human and material resources into the building of a tightly knit, highly efficient machine that combines military, diplomatic, intelligence, economic, scientific, and political operations. Its preparations are concealed, not published. Its mistakes are buried, not headlined. Its dissenters are silenced, not praised. No expenditure is questioned, no rumor is printed, no secret is revealed. No president should fear public scrutiny of his program. For from that scrutiny comes understanding, and from that understanding comes support or opposition, and both are necessary. I am not asking your newspapers to support an administration, but I am asking your help in the tremendous task of informing and alerting the American people. For I have complete confidence in the response and dedication of our citizens whenever they are fully informed. I not only could not stifle controversy among your readers, I welcome it. This administration intends to be candid about its errors. For as a wise man once said, an error doesn't become a mistake until you refuse to correct it. We intend to accept full responsibility for our errors, and we expect you to point them out when we miss them. Without debate, without criticism, no administration and no country can succeed, and no republic can survive. That is why the Athenian lawmaker Sola decreed a crime for any citizen to shrink from controversy. And that is why our press was protected by the First Amendment, the only business in America specifically protected by the Constitution, not primarily to amuse and entertain, not to emphasize the trivial and the sentimental, not to simply give the public what it wants, but to inform, to arouse, to reflect, to state our dangers and our opportunities, to indicate our crises and our choices, to lead, mold, educate, and sometimes even anger public opinion. This means greater coverage and analysis of international news, for it is no longer far away and foreign, but close at hand and local. It means greater attention to improved understanding of the news, as well as improved transmission. And it means, finally, that government at all levels must meet its obligation to provide you with the fullest possible information outside the narrowest limits of national security. And so it is to the printing press, to the recorder of man's deeds, the keeper of his conscience, the courier of his news, that we look for strength and assistance, confident that with your help, man will be what he was born to be. How do you get to Wonderland? Over the hill or under land? We, the people of the United States, in order to form a more perfect union, establish justice, ensure domestic tranquility, provide for the common defense, promote the general welfare, and secure the blessings of liberty to ourselves and our posterity. 
do ordain and establish this Constitution for the United States of America. I am Ingersoll Lockwood, and I shall be your guide as we travel through time and space. It all began and lasted for six weeks during a hot Philadelphia summer in 1787. Freedom for humanity and the beginning of a great awakening. But where there is good, there is always evil. One cannot exist without the other. Let us fast forward to the trigger years, moments ruled by Luciferans. The first of note was April 14, 1865 at 10.15 p.m. in the Ford Theater in Washington, D.C. In a flicker of time and space, our great awakening was once again halted by the most corrupt and evil of sorts. Fast forward to a moment shortly after noon on November 22, 1963, in Dealey Plaza in downtown Dallas, Texas. Welcome to Bushy Knoll. Down the rabbit hole we go. It's 6.05 p.m. on April 4th, 1968 in Memphis, Tennessee. Darkness sets in. A new world order begins to take shape. This timeline fragments into two. A great awakening struggles to live. It is birthed on January 20th, 2017 in Washington, D.C. Yet once again, the Luciferan strike. It's October 18th, 2019. Enter the Great Reset. Event 201. Will they suffocate once and for all humanity's great awakening? The final countdown has begun. I will be traveling forward to explore the possibilities and return to share my findings. 2030 beckons me. While I can offer guidance, only together can the awakened affect the necessary changes to save humanity. My time invested in sharing my knowledge of the timeline with Franklin Patrick Herbert Jr., Steve Samuels, and many other keepers of the flame must not go to waste. It's time. Your time. So much to do, so little time. Time is the fire in which we burn. We're running out of time. The fate of humanity rests in the hands of the awakened. The sleeper must awaken. Our movement is about replacing a failed and corrupt political establishment with a new government controlled by you, the American people. The Washington establishment and the financial and media corporations that fund it exists for only one reason, to protect 
and enrich itself. The establishment has trillions of dollars at stake in this election. For those who control the levers of power in Washington and for the global special interest, they partner with these people that don't have your good in mind. Our campaign represents a true existential threat like they haven't seen before. This is not simply another four-year election. This is a crossroads in the history of our civilization that will determine whether or not we, the people, reclaim control over our government. The political establishment that is trying to stop us is the same group responsible for our disastrous trade deals, massive illegal immigration, and economic and foreign policies that have bled our country dry. The political establishment has brought about the destruction of our factories and our jobs as they flee to Mexico, China, and other countries all around the world. It's a global power structure that is responsible for the economic decisions that have robbed our working class, stripped our country of its wealth, and put that money into the pockets of a handful of large corporations and political entities. This is a struggle for the survival of our nation. And this will be our last chance to save it. This election will determine whether we're a free nation or whether we have only the illusion of democracy, but are in fact controlled by a small handful of global special interests rigging the system, and our system is rigged. This is reality. You know it, they know it, I know it, and pretty much the whole world knows it. The Clinton machine is at the center of this power structure. We've seen this firsthand in the WikiLeaks documents in which Hillary Clinton meets in secret with international banks to plot the destruction of U.S. sovereignty in order to enrich these global financial powers her special interest friends, and her donors. Honestly, she should be locked up. So I interrupted Donald Trump's speech there because it really became more of a campaign slogan thing. Bring down the Clintons. We have to bring down the media. And by the way, I completely agree. Nothing is going to happen until the media is taken down, if it is taken down and replaced but did you hear what ingersoll lockwood said about the great awakening and he gave many different dates where it failed in the past in 1865 and again later on but now the great awakening has started again in 2017 and he said that 2030 beckons him to see what will happen. Well, there's a few indicators. But remember, the Great Awakening is the exposure of all these things so all the normal people can fit in. And what is the deception to come? It is love and light. Now, we heard from Pike. You heard from Alice Bailey going into 2025. 
I mentioned the Monroe Institute. I mentioned the University of Science and Philosophy. But Ingersoll Lockwood mentioned something very important. He said, the fellow keepers of the flame. Now, if you've been with Right On Radio for a long time, when Jessie was the co-host, she introduced us to this book series, The Keepers of the Flame. And we would argue on air because I read it. And I said, no, you should. people should not read this. It is highly, highly deceptive. And unless you really know your Bible, man, you can get pulled into this. Now, before I get into this, I want to make an important point. I do believe, and just my opinions, of course. Well, no, this isn't opinion. I'll go on the record with this. Trump is God's man. There's no doubt that God has his hand on Trump. And I am rooting for Trump. Do I think he's the forerunner? Yes, I do. Does it mean he's bad? No, it does not. Maybe, maybe not. I believe God has his hand on him. But also know this. God has his hand on Netanyahu. God has his hand on Justin Trudeau. God has his hand on all the world leaders. Because nothing happens without God's permission. So as much as the enemy lays out their plans, God has not revealed his hand completely. He's shown in the book, but there's going to be some twists and turns. And I was listening to something just the other day about how God has intervened in the past and messed up the Illuminati through weather, through different things, unheard of, unspoken events that don't get reported on because it would give God the glory. But let me just show you this site here. So you can look this up for yourself. Keepersoftheflame.org. Is, this is the home page. Listen to this. Initiations. Remember Alice Bailey was talking about initiates? In the secret mysteries is the gateway to union with your divine self. Now, I know this is totally new age, but what are all the mainstream preachers and prophets saying? They're saying that you can become God too. They're saying the same thing, but they just use Christianese. And watch how closely this comes in to each other. Life after life, as an initiate of the mysteries, you pick up the step where you left off out of the 33 steps of initiation. The destination of the mysteries is union with your divine self. You become God. Remember, you're made in the image of God. And they say on, on the Christian, on the Nar side, that Jesus didn't become God until he was baptized. 
it's so satanic and Satan just needs to twist a couple words to take away the salvation message, which is the most important message. And then you'll recognize some of this stuff. The path of ascension is comprised of 33 steps of initiation. The first 28 steps correspond to the mastery of the seven rays. Hear that? Seven rays of light, General Flynn? In four quadrants of the matter of fire, air, water, and earth. See the elements. Satan saw the formation of the earth. He knows how it works, folks. They pull on all of God's creation and try to turn it against God and to use it against God. Spoiler alert, it's not going to work. So thus, uh, 25 plus 5 equals 33. As you step by step, you advance your path of ascension. Listen to this. The Kundalini at the base chakra, it's, it's, that's your groin, by the way, your sexual energy, rises up your spinal column and climbs the 33 steps because you do have 33 steps on your spinal cord, your spinal ladder, see how it all, all the way to your higher chakras. And so which of the 33 steps of initiation are you on? Where did you leave off in your previous embodiment? Of course, they're talking about reincarnation, which we don't, don't agree with. Now, if you're watching this and you can see the screen, you're going to see a temple and the, uh, like a doorway, but it looks like a temple and the doors are opening and you go in and you see, you know, false light there to know, to dare, to do and to be silent, it says. But above the door is that eight pointed cross. I'm going to keep referencing this in future broadcasts you know the knights of the one the knights of malta use now i don't want to read all this stuff um, because it's demonic you will experience the bliss of illumination you will tangibly feel the radiance of your divine self sounds good but it says let's start for from the beginning and then it says the problem humanity faces today Okay, listen to this. Despite signs of spiritual progress, Earth is in a downward, downward spiral. Notice how it's an existential threat. The Earth, see how it ties in? Green New Deal? Listen here, listen to me here. Nations face devastating challenges such as division, poverty, and war. People suffer. Truth is often a casualty of political expediency. The reason for the problem, you see, it is a requirement of co cosmic law set by the lords of karma that unless enough people keep the flame of life, civilization on earth cannot be sustained. Why? Because the flame radiates love the flame heals 
are you starting to see it? The flame transmutes darkness, dark to light. The flame is divine life itself. The solution to the problem, and so the solution to reversing the downward spiral of the earth and raising its collective consciousness is to keep the flames of life. Now, I'm not going to uh, read much more here. Remember your story, claim your destiny. It's giving you all the flames. But then, uh, da, 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 da. oh yeah, let me, I got to read this part. Yeah, I got, I got to read it, folks, just so you understand. Long ago, the Cosmic Council had decided upon the dissolution of Earth and her evolutions. The great karma came about because the souls of her children no longer worshipped the Trinity in the threefold flame of life burning up the altar of the heart. Are you catching the terminologies here? They had become the sheep gone astray. Are you catching it? Their attention fixed upon the outer manifestation. They had willfully ignored, abandoned the inner walk with God. They knew not the hidden man of the heart, the blessed Ishawara, and the seven candles no longer burned in the seven windows. And so earth faced the darkest hour in its history, and it was about to be rolled up as a scroll and lit as a taper of the sacred fire. It was the most critical moment when Sunat Kumara, Satan, known as the Ancient of Days, Funny how he steals the names, isn't it? Volunteered to exile himself upon the dark star of earth. You see, God, this is what they're telling you. God is imprisoned humanity, the creator. Satan came here to give you the light, to free you from his slavery. That's what they're saying here. And through the ages, he became the keeper of the flame on behalf of the suffering, enlightened humanity. It is the great sacrifice that Sunat Kumara is known as the great Bod Shativa. Sunat Kumara established his physical retreat on the white island of the Gobi Sea now the Gobi Desert. And from there at Shambhala, he extended a thread of light to everyone's heart so he could keep the flame of life on their behalf. Listen to this, folks. This gets dark. Until the few and eventually the many remember their reason for being and learn once again to keep the flame for themselves. 144,000 
But Kunat Samara did not come alone. 144,000 souls volunteered to come with him to help fulfill his mission. I, I, I don't want to read anymore. Um, there's a whole lot more. By the way, if you're looking at the screen, <laughs> there he is. Saint Germain, Sunat Kumara, Lucifer, Satan, Bilzebub <clears throat> in his angel of light form. I believe that is going to be an accurate depiction of him. This is the deception. Unless you know your Bible well. All these things that you've heard man teach you about the Bible. Oh, yeah, the 144,000. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah, yeah. That's, that's I heard that. That's in the Bible. But this guy is Christ. The Jews say he's Christ. They've been waiting. They know. They study their books. Back to Matthew 24. Sorry, folks. I'm going to go somewhere with this. I'm going to read something else to you as well. Hang on. Verse 4. And Jesus answered and said unto them, Take heed that no man deceive you. For many shall come in my name, saying, I am Christ and shall deceive many. And ye hear of wars and rumors of wars. See that ye not be troubled, for all these things must come to pass. But it is not, the end is not yet. So don't worry about the things that are not in your control. For nation shall rise against nation and kingdom against kingdom. The kingdom of this world and the kingdom of God. That's where the battle is happening. But whatever happens in the spirit also happens on earth. And there shall be famines and pestilences and earthquakes in diverse places. And these are the beginning of sorrows. Then shall they deliver you up to be afflicted and shall kill you, and ye shall be hated of all nations for my name's sake, because you're not going to fall for this. I'm doing my best to make sure that you will not fall for the great deception that is to come. And ladies and gentlemen, there's wars and rumors of wars, and there's going to be pestilence, and there's going to be great upheaval. And then you're going to hear these words, First Thessalonians 5. For when they shall say, peace and safety, then sudden destruction cometh upon them. And what happens? Back to Matthew 24, verse 15. 
When ye therefore shall see the abomination of desolation spoken of by Daniel the prophet, stand in the holy place. This is the Antichrist standing where that Dome of the Rock was and the new temple is rebuilt. Let him which on the housetop not come down to take anything of his house, neither let him which is in the field return back to take his clothes. And woe unto them that are with child and give suck in those days. But pray that ye flight not be in the winter, neither on the Sabbath day. For then shall be great tribulation, such as what not since the beginning of this world, nor ever shall be again. And verse 22, And except those days should be shortened, there would be no flesh be saved. But for the elect's sake, for your sake, brother and sister, those days will be cut short. Are we in those days? I'm leaning towards yes, but I don't know. You know, I do know this. The enemy thinks that we're going into those days. And all the boxes are being checked. If you're unsure of your salvation, first of all, be the Berean. That means someone who studies God's word to see if it's true. Find out what the Bible says, not what I say, what the Bible says on what you must do to be saved. And then do that. And if you would, let me know your thoughts in the comments. You can also email me at writeonjeff at gmail.com. And I know I put a lot of information into this, folks. This is like the most weird segue ever. And if you're having trouble keeping up or understanding, well, then go to ror.petclub.com. 247.com and get the clarity mushroom, dude. <laughs> um, mushrooms for people and pets. Boost your immunity system with these mushrooms, and uh, your immunity system is given to you by God. It can fight off just about anything, and these mushrooms work quick. And there's ones for mental, like I'm taking the clarity now. Uh, it's also, it's just really good stuff. Uh, com, And if you feel, if you prayerfully would consider supporting the show, I am listener supported. Um, you can go to the description box below the video or the audio and uh, there's links in there. You might have to copy and paste some of them. I don't know. Sometimes they work, sometimes they don't. But I appreciate each and every one of you. And that's it for today. Come back Sunday. I hope to see you there. 
But in the meantime, remember to love your God. Make sure you're right with him. Love your family. Love your neighbor as yourself. And make a difference in your community.